he satisfies the thirsty and he fills the hungry with good things. Amen? Amen. So I hope you've come hungry. I hope you've come thirsty um, this morning, church. Um, I really believe that this, um, this word's um, it's got something for everyone. It's like the buffet message, all right? Um, it's something that we're all um, going through in one respect or another. Um, but Lord, I just pray that today, that you would satisfy our thirst. Mm. That you would fill us with good things. That there would be um, just nuggets of wisdom that we can take home and apply to our life, Lord. Um, not my words, but your words, God. Amen. Hey, if it's good, it's God. If it's bad, um, it's just me getting in the way, all right? So um, that's basically how messages go. Um, Ashley, can you throw that slide on as discussed? Excellent. Awesome. I, um, I wanted to start off with parenting tips with Ray, okay? <laughs> Sorry. Um, why is that funny? No. That's hurtful. You hurt my feelings. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I um I come across this thing on Facebook and it was actually um it was actually a little bit confronting. It's something I would have liked to have known um when I first had children and probably even today. Um but the thing that I wanted to talk about today is actually it, the message that I have for you guys today is called is called fill your cup. Okay, so it's called fill your cup. So anyway, this is the here's the catalyst for that. Um, it's got nothing to do with uh, the spiritual side of what I'm going to talk about today, but I think there's something for everyone here. So this is called, behind me, this is a parenting strategy called the emotional cup, okay? So imagine that every child has a cup that needs to be filled with affection, love, security, and attention. Some seem to have a, a full cup most of the time or know good ways to get a refill, but most children get a little nervous when their cups are empty. So over on the left-hand side, I know it, it's, um, it's pretty tiny. Uh, over on the left-hand side here, it's got what fills a child's cup. Then there is the aforementioned cup. And then there's what empties the cup. And these arrows in this direction shows what fills the cup and then thereby what goes out of the cup to become empty again. I hope I explained that well. Um, up above the top here, it says some ways that children deal with having an empty cup, all right? So what fills a child's cup? We've got play, we've got friendship, we've got one-on-one -on -one time, we've got love and affection, we've got connection, we've got succeeding, we've got doing what they love to do, or what they choose to do. And so that fills their cup. So when it comes down to it, it comes down to purpose and connection, all right? Um, what empties... A child's cup. So over on this side here. So they're things that take away from the cup. Stress and strain. Rejection by peers. Loneliness and isolation. Yelling and punishment. <coughs> failing. Fatigue. Doing what they're forced to do or what they hate to do as in chores. <laughs> All right? Um, up the top here, so that's what empties the cup. So what can empty out your emotional cup and then up the top here if someone's cup is empty if they're emotionally there's not a whole lot left in the tank who's ever had a child that's had their emotional cup get to empty it's always very very clear have you noticed that children don't have reserve tanks when it comes to it's like oh I'm feeling quite empty I'm going to put it on reserve no 
Instead, we've got they'll steal from other people's cups. <laughs> they'll misbehave to get your attention and show that they need a refill. They'll seem to have bottomless cups on their constant topping off. They can't sit still for refills or actively refuse them. Come here. I don't want to come here! Thank you for that laugh, children. <laughs> All right, um, they bounce off the walls when they approach empty. They think they have to fight or compete for every refill. So for this, um, this wee thing here, and I'm going to bounce off it, what fills our cup or what fills a child's cup is connection, community, and affection. What empties the cup is lack of purpose, doing what they're forced to do, um, failing, and isolation. And then up the top, some ways that children deal with having an empty cup, all of the tantrum-y, two-year-old-y type stuff that we've all done probably in the last week. All right? <laughs> I'm sure I've done some of those things. Let me see. Um, I misbehaved to get Shannon's attention and show that I need a refill. Yes, I've definitely done that. Um, as a general rule, I'll be like, Shannon, give me a hug. I love you. But when it comes down to it, we actually have these cups in our life. Hey, like it's not just for children. We have this emotional cup that is filled and that's emptied. And not only do we have this emotional cup, we have this physical cup as well. And not only do we have this physical cup, we have a spiritual cup as well. And when it comes down to it, we've got this cup in our life, which is basically our life. So if our life is a cup, we have times where we feel full, we have times where we feel empty, we have times where we're overflowing, we have times when if life's not going well and the cup's either not filled with what we want it to be filled with or it's filled with the wrong stuff, we have a tantrum. We kick it over, we tell people that we need something. All right? So we all have these cups. We all have these things in our life. Uh, we all have these cups, right? So this is what I um, want to talk about today. This is what I want to bounce off today. Now, have you ever heard about the, the saying, um, you know, uh, you know whether you're an optimist or a pessimist, depending on whether your cup's half full or half empty? Have you noticed that? I've got this, um, this guy, this um, comedian guy, who I really like. His name is Dimitri Martin, and he says it's not actually a case of whether your cup's half full or half empty. What's actually important is what your cup's filled with. So if your cup is filled with poo, I will take a half-empty cup, thank you very much. I, I, don't want, I don't want that cup. I want that cup to be away from me. If it's filled with orange juice, top that sucker up. It's half a cup, it's great. But then you come to a point where, actually, it just depends what's happening to the cup. What if it's filled with blood? Is it going to a person or from a person? If it's going to a person, absolutely, no, for sure. Like, you get, if that blood's from a person, it needs to go back to that person, give it to them. If it's coming from a person... We have some questions, all right? So, this is the deal. Here's my, um, here's my question today. So if your life is a cup, what are you filling your cup with? See, the thing is, is there's things that we can fill our lives with that provide fulfillment, enjoyment, satisfaction. There's things in our life that can satisfy for a time. 
And there's things in our life that will take up space and provide no benefit. And there are even things that empty our cups. Now, I know all of us, if you've been around the church for a while, um, if you've been a Christian for a while, one of the things that gets talked about um, often to the point of almost um, being a stereotype or a cliche is that we're often described as leaky vessels. Okay? And because we're leaky vessels, that means that we need to continually refill ourselves. So again, what are you filling your cup with? See, there's good things that we can fill our cup with. We can fill it with the Spirit of God. We can fill it with the Word. We can fill it with worship. And not only that, are you refilling your cup? Do you have a source that you can refill from? Because if you don't, what you'll do is you'll find yourself in that dry and dusty place where you're basically trying to hoard your resources so that you can hold on to the resource and the the, the emotional uh, capacity and the love and the affection that you have, and you'll try and hoard it as much as you can. Um, let me put it a different way. There's two types of people in this world, right? When it comes to our cars. You've either got, oh my gosh, I need to fill up. Or you're running on empty and you've got, I got this. Ezra's like, that's me, man, that's me. Yeah, Nitro Circus boy. All right. What about this here? I can drive anywhere. Or I better start saving my gas. <laughs> okay. Or. <laughs> this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. Sorry, that's why I'm not on the worship thing. Okay. So we can treat our cars like that, but what about when it comes to our spiritual life? What about when it comes to our life as well? Are we the type of person that once we're starting to become empty, we realize and recognize the fact that we need to fill ourselves up again? Are we the type of person that even if our life is running on empty, we're going, I got this, I can do this, I can push on through this. Are we the type of person that makes sure that we're topped off all the time? Or are we the type of person that continually tries to hoard, hold on to our energy, our time, our resource? Are we the type of person that's been pouring out for so long that actually we're running on empty, but we're still sitting there going, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this today and I'm only going to talk about it fairly briefly, actually. It's actually, for me and where I'm at at the moment, hashtag real talk. The reason that I wanted to talk about this is that I was reminded once again this week that I need to refill my cup. And particularly in this season and for the, um, for the start of this year, um, this picture here is, is describing how I feel. You know, like I, I'm feeling fairly empty while at the same time going, this little lot of mine. And I'm sure if, if that's me, I can't be the only person that's doing that. And I, and I know that this is um, something that um, a lot of you guys have, are already on top of. But I, if I needed that reminder this week, then I'm sure that there's other people in the room that need that reminder as well. That we need to refill our cups. 
See, the Bible mentions being full, filled up, and filling up many times throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. When it talks about filling, uh, when filling is mentioned in Scripture, it can mean all sorts of things. It can mean to be made full. It can mean to occupy or to be at full capacity. It means to satiate, which basically means I'm no longer hungry, I'm no longer thirsty. In the same fashion, to have plenty, to live in abundance, to live in the overflow. By the same token, to meet the needs of, or to have your needs met. Finally, it means to satisfy. See, the thing is, is there's all kinds of things that we can fill our lives with, but at the end of the day, it's our God who fills satisfies, meets needs, and gives us plenty. You might be sitting here today and going, maybe you are in need. Maybe you're um, feeling a bit tapped out, feeling like you're living your life on empty. Possibly you have some empty places in some parts of your life. Maybe there's an ache deep within your soul that no one even knows about. I want to encourage you today that your God is able to abundantly fill the empty places in your life and meet the needs that you have. See, if you're empty today, of course God wants to fill you back up because he fills the hungry with good things and he satiates the thirsty. See, spiritually, the concept of water can be examined through the term living water. And living water is talked about all the time. That's like a spiritual top-up. In, um, in the book of John 4, verse 1 to 15, Jesus and a Samaritan woman are having a conversation at a well. He asks her in verse 7 to give him a drink. However, she says she's a Samaritan warm, uh, woman and points out that Jesus is a Jew. At that time period, Samaritans were seen as less than or inferior because of their background, their heritage because they are biracial. Um, Samaritans were of Jewish and pagan ancestry. So because of this, it was uncommon and discouraged by four Samaritans to associate with Jews. Of course, to Jesus, this didn't matter at all. So they have this um, conversation by a well in Samaria in John 4, verse 10. Jesus said to her, If you knew this gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? As did also his sons and his livestock. One of the things I love about the Bible is like, Jesus is literally sitting at the well of Jacob. Like, historically, he's literally sitting at the actual well that Jacob dug. Like, like it was geographically relevant. It's, it's kind of cool. As did his um, sons and livestock. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will be uh, becoming them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. I love that whole idea of us being a wellspring. That this, um, this, ever, um, this ever running spring of water inside of us. 
See, the thing is, is that I don't care what your capacity is. Your capacity is only finite. I don't care how good-looking a vessel or a car that you're currently carrying. Some of us, like, I'm more like a big rig. Okay? I've, I've got, like, I've got high capacity. I can probably carry physically more than a lot of people in the room. Or you might be a sports car like old JP there. All right? <laughs> See, a car without fuel is absolutely useless. Doesn't matter how good it looks. If, you don't actually, if you're not actually filled with the right kind of fuel, at best, you're an ornament. What are you filling your life with? If we go through some of the um, verses, there's a whole bunch of really great ones. Psalm 81, said David. For it was I, the Lord your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it with good things. Just as the Lord rescued the children of Israel from Egypt, he'll also rescue you. He invites us to open our mouths wide so that he might fill them with good things. Psalm 103, verse 5. He fills my life with good things. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagle's. So David testifies that God fills his life with good things and also renews our youth, which I quite like. Psalm 107 that I mentioned before, verse 9, for he satisfies the thirsty and he fills the hungry with good things. Whether it's actual hunger and thirst or emotional hunger and thirst, our God is able to meet our needs. I actually wonder if we spend so much of our time trying to fulfill our own needs that we take the place of God. So again, I ask you, what are you filling your life with? Now, if we go back to that original, um, that original picture, a bit like the kid with the emotional cup. When our cups are empty or filled with the wrong stuff, eventually we're like the child with the empty emotional cup. We start acting out. We tip the cup over. We cry out. We have a tantrum. We stomp our feet and kick our legs. As we move into the New Testament, we begin to see instances of people being filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're told in Luke 1 verse 41 that Elizabeth was, uh, Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit. In fact, as a baby, John heard Mary's greeting and he leaped in her womb. Um, the verse itself says, At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, just by being in the presence of Jesus. See, the thing is, is when we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, see, last week was Easter. We were at the foot of the cross last week. We were beginning to see the rest of our lives through the filter of the cross. Because we have this personal relationship with Jesus, we can enjoy the filling of the Holy Spirit. Moreover, the Holy Spirit is a comforter, a guide, and he's one that prays for us when we don't know how to pray. How good. At this point, you might ask, how can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? So what does it mean? In simple terms, to be filled with the Spirit is to surrender your life to Christ and allow him to have control. Um, one of the, like a famous writer, Adrian Riders, uh, Riders, Rogers, says, I vacate and God occupies. 
So as an example, you might want to pray this way. Lord, I want to be full of you. I give you my life. I lay down control. I ask you to fill me with your spirit. I want to be full of you. More than anything, the Holy Spirit filling comes with surrender. We actually have to give up part of our life. Not me, God, but you. When we give everything over to God, we get out of the way. As we empty ourselves, he's able to fill us up to overflowing. And there's promises that come with that. Romans 5.5 says, And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the, the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. He fills the hungry with good things. Because God loves us so much, he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we are feeling empty and unloved, we can turn to the Spirit for both love and filling. In fact, we're promised that this is a hope that will not disappoint. So here's my prayer for you today, church. Romans 15, verse 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's this really, really old song. This is really old song. Um, that was overtaken by uh, like a Jesus culture song. It's like uh, the Jesus culture song now is Fill me up, God, fill me up, God, fill me up. And then it goes like that for about 26 minutes because it's a beautiful song. But um, the, the old song um, was actually, <laughs> it's a really old school song and, and I've had it running around in my head. Um, and it goes like this. Uh, so fill me up, fill me up and let me overflow. Fill me up, fill me up and let me overflow. Fill me up, fill me up and let me overflow. Let me overflow with your love. Um, it's still an absolute banger in the Baptist ministries. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. No, it's a, um, Karen Newhoff, um, who's, a, who's a guy that I, um, I listen to his podcast and stuff, um, one of the things that he says is that sometimes getting to a point of desperation is a good thing. See, if our lives are filled with, if we fill our life with as full as possible so that there's not a single other thing that can fit into our lives, then we'll never get to a point of desperation where we can go, God, fill me up. Let me overflow. See, the issue that we have with maybe trying to hoard our resource in that is that what God fills us with, his love, his peace, his patience, his presence, is not actually just for us. See, the, the spirit and the presence that we carry is actually the same spirit and the presence that could bring um, healing and redemption and revival to a, to a world that needs it brings love to the unloved, hope to the hopeless, courage to the discouraged. I'm, um, I'm not there by any stretch. Like, this is, not, this is not five keys for overcoming and filling up in a, in a, in a good way. But I, I just stand here as a broken person today to tell you guys that it's okay to ask to be refilled. 
I've got two thoughts just to finish off with. Um, the first thought that I had was we treat our cup as a finite resource, which we hoard. Um, but if we're in the process of continual renewal, we don't need to conserve our energy. We don't need to conserve our time. We don't need to conserve our emotion. The second thought that I had is we try to create a state of margin. We try to create a state of balance when we might be better off trying to create an environment of overflow. So here's my question again. What fills your cup today, church? Um, There's three people that are three people. There's three groups of people that I'd love to pray for today. Um, The first is... uh, the first of the people that are on empty see those those ones that have been um, operating on fumes for a really long time I really fully believe that God's going to meet you here today and he's going to refill your cup in such a significant way that you'll never be the same again The second group of people that I'd love to pray for are the ones that have been trying to conserve their energy. They're they're scared that as they pour out, they'll never be filled up again. And and I've come here to tell you today that you don't need to hoard or conserve your energy because God's in the business of continually refilling you and refueling you. And so if that's the case and that's the truth, then the reason that I would love to pray for you is because you're believing something that's causing you to live a small life. Mm, You're protecting yourself rather than trusting in God to protect you. The third um, group of people that I'd love to pray for is actually those ones that might have tried to fill their lives with the wrong stuff. Like your life is filled to overflowing. It might be a a full schedule. It might be to the point that you never have to sit there and... um, If you fill your life to the point that you're afraid to be alone, and you fill your life so that you don't have to be alone, then potentially you're filling your life with the wrong stuff. Does that help? Does that make sense? See, if God fills the hungry and the thirsty with good things, stuff which satisfies us forever, then we don't need to worry about filling out ourselves. If if we believe that God can fulfill our needs, then we don't need to worry about conserving what we currently have because He'll always have more for us. So that's just a a couple of truths today. But if you're one of those three people, if those gauges, um, one of those three gauges represent you, you're empty and you need filled again. You're conserving when you want to be in an environment of overflow or you're filled up with the wrong stuff. I'd love to pray for you today. We're going to sing one more song and uh, we'll go from there.